0: Kia ora and welcome to Candidate Kōrero. I'm Ethan Minera And I'm Zoe Mills. And we are the Salient News Editors. This is our 2023 election podcast. We will be chit-chatting with local candidates and the big dog party leaders to break down the dense and boring party politics and show students what's on offer this election season. Keep an eye out for all the upcoming interviews with Wellington Central and Rongatai candidates. And check out the written interviews each week yes. in Salient. Yes. Yes. So this is just for like... The interview sort of aimed towards like students who are maybe less engaged in politics, yep. and we're just trying to teach them about like each party, what everyone's offering. So yeah, yeah to get like your pitch, to Party Māori's pitch. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, so I guess to start, if you can introduce yourself for those who are unfamiliar.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm um, Okyoda. Oh, My name is Debbie Ngārua-Paka. Um I uh, live in South Taranaki. I'm Ngatiruru he needs to send.
0: Yeah, and are you able to tell us a bit about Pāti Māori and what oh, the party Oh, and the for? of
1: Tepati Māori.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the party stands for and what you guys advocate for?
1: Yeah, I'm, I guess our two critical um, frameworks for, that we form our debate, our values, and our policy of is Oranga Whanau and Oranga Tinoa, which effectively means the well-being of families and people, and the well-being of our planet and our atua. So, our moana, our awa. and and. From that context, uh, we then are able to you know, take a, a values approach as far as who we are and as a rights and interests. We often will refer to the Treaty as a um, founding basis of equality and, and addressing the inequities and things like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I guess, what about like the party's like, political ideology? It's a bit of a tricky question. Yeah, yeah, because people with... think
1: of we're left or right, right? Hey? Yeah, so yeah, you've worked with that's...
0: National in the past... But nowadays, you get described as more like left-wing progressive. How do you I know. see the parties? I, well, I
1: guess we we tend to wear this left-wing um, progressive um, ideology, which, to be honest, sits with me better than the other. But um, I guess from a right space perspective, there's times when we we mostly that we really want to identify as indigenous, and so and because we're that, you know, and I heard someone sort of explain it recently. Often, our values will have us where we respect the environment um, before we do any sort of you know, science things. So I guess from a perspective is that we tend to like to identify as a Manamotahake ideology. Yeah. And that sort of sits probably around or in between them both. So we don't, we lean left. I think that's probably how we sit in the, um Western-centric sense, but from our Indigenous perspective, we are an Indigenous movement.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I guess how does that sit with, you know, if students are looking at who to vote for in the yeah, election? yeah. And they're keen on to party Mori, but they're not sure about maybe national and act or Labour oh, and the we Greens. Would, we would
1: play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, we were big enough to just play by ourselves. But I think, from certainly if you're looking at the elections before us and totally take on board um, that my predecessors were comfortable um, with national, we, uh, of all the parties here, we most identify with the Greens. Uh, and I guess that's because we, we class ourselves as the first kaitiaki. Um, born kaitiaki, die kaitiaki, from every other perspective, um, we believe that we should be inclusive and leave no one behind. So I guess that also has us leaning definitely more towards a a left ideology. Mm. But where we come uh, a different sense is that at times, because it's a difference of being incremental or transformational, and I guess from a... uh, Perspective of transformation and radical aspects, we see ourselves more aligned with the Greens than we do within the big parties.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of your policies sort of like you and the Greens like mirror each other. You've got yeah, lots of similar, similar yeah. policies. There's some,
1: I think there's some things that we probably um, go a little bit further mm. in the perspective that we have, you know, our um, whole perspective is tangata whenua and tangata te And because we have to take tangata whenua from a survivance to thrivance mode, were often really unapologetic in some of our, our views. Yeah. Um, but also, I think there's a lot of things that the Greens have really advanced and we're really lucky that we have that close whanangatanga to sort of learn as, because they're great allies. Mm. So I think that's the other thing, why we are able to have a great relationship, because, well, they may not be a Tangata Party, they have Tangata Whenua, Tangata Moana, Tangata Tiriti, so they're great allies, and I think that's where we have yeah, really common ground. So half these staff are here. <laughs> With our staff after work and and having lunch and things like that. And often when something big's going on in this place, they were the first group around us to... Yeah,
0: close allies. Like a
1: picky, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So why should a student vote for Te Pāti Māori over the Greens?
1: Oh, that's a big question. I think, um, I I guess, first thing is that we are the only party that believes in Māori. So we believe um, with a passion that we could be better and we, could, we should be achieving our true potential and that thriving and staying and, and debating and is not the place we want to be. Mm. And we often see a lot of the other parties in that space. We have um, aspirational um, aspects on where we see we belong as tangata yep. So I think we are the only party that believes in Māori and values our base our our first language and everything is te ao Māori. But I guess if you were to ask, I think there's some things that we do um, better and that's on the basis that we haven't been in government uh, and so we've been able to push through disappointments that I've had, for example, in the banning of seabed mining mm. um, and the way that it, you know, even though the Greens supported us, we've had that sitting around for about the last nine years. Yep. So I think these things that we are really um, pushing about the rights and interests of Māori and where we belong. And here in Aotearoa, uh, the Manamotahake has been de- our destination rather than our um, added-on. So That's I think those are some of the things. But, yeah, I, I guess we're a whakapapa based party. So a lot of those who feed us, we don't have any other advocates. You know, a lot of the lobbyists and the advocates who come to us are wakapapa people, whether it be rural Māori, urban Māori, young Māori, takatāpui Māori, whatever, mm. Um we like to see ourselves as being that open door for, yeah. Yeah, for more advocacy.
0: Yeah. Okay, a bit of a big question. Oh,
1: God, that was the last one that be been big. Yeah. What about? <laughs> this is a three in
0: one. So what are your three top policy goals coming into this election? Ooh.
1: My big one is to end poverty. in poverty. Absolutely. We could be all um, living better. We could have free dental. We could have free health. We could be affording to live in kai in a table, we could be affording our rents, we could be affording to buy homes yep. if we could flip everything upside down. But because both big parties are adamant on protecting the 2% and the 50% of the wealth of Aotearoa, mm. and what, you know 2.1 million um, in Aotearoa are earning less than 30000 a year. So my big um, part of that is our anti-poverty approach and encompassed in that. Is a, a suite of policies, which is predominantly um, our tax. So we want to flip the tax system upside down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: politicians are choosing poverty. Poverty is creating social complexities that are hurting us. So we've got a whole industry wrapped around the misery. So our kids aren't able to afford to go to school. They're not. They're not learning. When they're not learning, they're not learning. So that's probably my big thing. My second, and as important, but if we're not if we're not fueling our future generations and we're not providing homes, yeah, more than the highest um, homeless people in Aotearoa are rangatahi. And so that's a real big issue for us. As long-sided is our environment, our taio. Mm-hmm. And I I believe that our taio policy, our focus is um, second to none. Yeah. And it's because it comes from a, um, from within our puku. It comes from so we were... It's our legacy, whether we like it or not. We're designed mm. to have to um, look after our future planet and, yeah. and everything, whether it's the waters. So we don't believe, um, as a context um, in our world, we believe that our tie our environment, the sea, the ocean, the mountains are gods, the atua. Mm. So therefore they should be treated as atua and respected. And it worries me that um, there's not been enough of that kind of conversation So as the original guardians um, or the original stewards, uh, that would be our second one. And our third um, would be to stop, um, to grow or educate um, those who are really struggling and triggered by fear on minorities, particularly in the race-baiting that's gone on, but it's stretched now to anti-takatapui, anti-Pacifica. So I would like to see um, enshrined protection for all our... Um, our population that are mm. whose rights and interests are degraded by the majority. So yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a right over might. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's my top three.
0: Yeah. So we'll just. <laughs> Jump back to the first one, mm, mm, ending poverty. Yeah. And I'm keen to talk about like your tax plans. So obviously, yeah. one of the big ones is removing GST of all-kai. all, all yeah. But then you also have probably like one of the most progressive income tax yeah, shakeouts. Yeah, Can you tell us yeah. a bit about your yeah. tax proposals and what's Absolutely. motivating them?
1: Yeah, so we've got a tier system. So if you earn over 200000 you should be taxed more. If you earn under um, 30000 you shouldn't be taxed under 60000 And basically what we've gone and done is seen where the pain is. And the only way that we're going to... Um, stop poverty is to actually target where the core of it. And I noticed that people are talking about the squeeze middle mm. or, you know, all, all Kiwis and taking GST for a couple of items. The other thing too is that we have 120,000 empty homes in Aotearoa and 90,000 homeless people. Yeah, But it's actually more beneficial for those owners to keep them empty than to get into the market and help people, you know, shift it along, shift the supply along. So we've really got a wealth targeted the wealth um, and put a wealth tax on homes other than your um, family home. Uh, there are some, uh, you know, marae things like that that we've identified churches and things, obviously. But what we've gone and done is um, really targeted where we see that could shift. Now, if we flipped our tax upside down and targeted those areas we would bring $16.4 billion more billion back into the economy. We would also target the white-collar crime, which is $7 billion in tax evasion, which no one ever talks about. We always hear about the gangs, and we always hear about, you know, we need to be hard-tough on crime for ram raids, and all this, you know, absolutely need to stop violence mm. and de-traumatise. But what we believe needs to be the focus is on where the smoke screen is coming from, so you're not hearing anything about that degree of criminology that's happening in, in Aotearoa. So... Those are some of the things. And, again, it's not about being um, anti-wealthy. It's just been anti-attack system that's been designed to keep the super rich rich and to keep everyone else in the struggling poor. I and mean, when we've got people that are working three to four jobs. Mm. And, you know, we've now got the gap between the hard-working poor and the super rich getting wider and wider. So are the solutions. So, yeah, we really imploded it and became really unpopular. But we've spent a lot of time, the whole three years we've spent on trying to analyse. If we were to stop here, then some of the complex issues that we see, people are complaining about the different treatment in health or the different treatment in mental health or the addictions and things like that. Then we could recirculate that $16.4 billion into some of the things where we could, yeah. Yeah. That's I, yeah.
0: yeah, and one of the things that I've looking at your policy is like quite radical changes for tertiary education as well yeah. for those Should struggling. You?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, so I I was an adult tertiary learner, um, and all my kids have gone through tertiary, and I just don't think I could have afforded it.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you know, I was working, and some of my things we were able to earn while we learn. Um, which <laughs> education is the key to everything. So my family were third generation. I'm third generation born since the um, land confiscations in Taranaki. Education was hugely invested in my family to get us out of um, the pits of where we'd landed um, Mm. with the loss of all our economic base. If we don't focus on how we educate and find, I mean, we've got to get the right education too, but if we don't focus on that, we will continue to have a nation where once we've locked up the super wealthy, they're absolutely untouchable, our young ones who are Wanting to learn, but they can't afford to, then fall into this trap, and we just it just continues to widen. So, don't get me going on it because I'll keep you going for hours. No, I, I want really, to get you honestly, going on it's it. Just, it's great. And I I live in a world. A lot of people, and I've seen this, and I can see how they fall into that trap. They live really sanitized lives, so they become MPs and ministers. They get on, they get chauffeured in cars, they get on planes. They live in certain areas, they arrive here, all the staff love them, they get everything done, they're revered, and they get back to their super safe communities. I live in a community that predominantly most of them are under that 30,000. Like I'm from Partia and Hāwara. And, mm. and, um, and they're amazing people but just can't cut a break. Mm. And so a lot of the times when we create policy, W and I, um, and our team is based on our lived experience, it's, We're not going to we're not going to shake this
0: up if we don't, you know, do something. Radical. Yeah. What was your experience like at university? What did you study? How did oh, you find so
1: it? I um, so I went to I did um, Tasmania and then did Stanford. And Tasmania, I actually, and then I did Auckland. I started with marketing because I thought I was going to be this really cool sales pitch person. Like anyway, because I was working in TVNZ. And I, when I started to realise like I I'm probably more of a mixed bag than a specialist. So did the did my. Um, a degree in business and marketing and then went into my master's in Tasmania because at that time they were doing a lot of work with the indigenous kaupapa and there was a really cool lecturer from Stanford that was doing some time there and then later um, got chosen as part of this delegation to go over to Stanford and what I realised is that if we don't continue to learn we will, um, because we're so small and so isolated we won't be good enough to be able to find because I believe every... Every um, problem is a solution waiting to happen. But if we can't ask ourselves what's the problem, we won't go looking for the solution. Mm. So anyway, long story short, it was great. I loved it. And I'm doing a PhD now through Massey. Wow. Um, which is on the uh, about the racism we experienced during the COVID response. Mm. But I love it because we spend a lot of time here because we have to stay here till 10 o'clock at night <laughs> because our votes don't count if we're not physically on precinct. And I'm continually reading and stuff. So I think it's important that if you can't learn, that you have a lot of learned people around you. Mm. And I think if we don't continuously provide those opportunities for our youth and adults, um, then we'll become a yeah. sad nation. There's not a lot. There's not. I mean, that's one thing I find in the house. There's almost this ah oh, students. Uh, And and some of the attitudes, I'm thinking, oh, no, no. I mean, honestly, some of the best learnings I've had have been from our younger students that come around here. So Mm. yeah, it was awesome. Broke. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, so I was broke in my era. And then I did it later as an adult. So I don't know how the hell you guys all cope.
0: Yeah. So I want to actually talk about that. Mm. Everyone is broke. All the students are broke. But you guys want to create universal student allowance at double the current rate.
1: Absolutely.
0: And write off the living cost component of all student loans. So it's all allowance based. Yeah. And then writing off the total student loan for those who work in Aotearoa for a period of five years. Can you tell us a bit about these policies? Yes,
1: and to be honest, we're actually going through, um, we're adding some stuff onto that at the moment because when we did this, so much has changed, even in the accommodation space and stuff like that. So our whole um, view was, again, on the context that mātauranga is a critical part of, uh, so we have this wakatauki that if we open up the forest of learning and bring everyone out, that will be so much richer for it. So, some of the reasons that we could see that people weren 't learning is um, the cost of living, which we think is a poverty crisis, not the cost of living, mm. and uh, the fact that we needed to remove some of the barriers so that they could not only learn but continue to stay to learn and learn while they're well so on the mix of that we 've also put up um, that we believe there should be free dental um care that there should be free health care, and a, a whole of other things because. What we saw um, and what we were lobbied about was the mental health stress that came on being a student with the pressure to learn, not being able to afford to cope, and the slippery slope. And so we're sort of trying to put in things that address that. I I, I remember having some worse mental health issues during different seas different times. Terms, predominantly when you're meant to do the exams, and I probably hadn't learned enough. But all those sorts of things, and and or how would break loose when all those timetables and timelines, deadlines came on you. So we've tried to identify what else would make a well student, what else would help uh, their well-being to um, thrive in that environment, and most importantly, how do we re- how do we retain this, um, you know, our youth, our learners, our students. Full stop. So those are some of the things. And we're lucky that we're surrounded by a whole um, bunch of students who keep telling us what it's like, even in this era. So, yeah, yeah, that was our thinking. And I think you know what also we wanted to address was the fact that now our students are trying to get into rents, so we've got elderly and our students because it's, it's obviously it's a, a tighter market. So those are some of the things coming through in our new policy.
0: Yeah. So obviously, it's Pāti Māori's like goal is to advance the rights of of Māori. You got unapologetically Māori. Why should people who oh. aren't Maori, who are with the Treaty, vote to party Maori?
1: Yeah, I think to be honest, um, our goal is to advance all peoples. The issue that we have, and I know that some people don't like us saying this, is that we're not um, even, and we need to even out the playing field so that we can be uh, equal, as the Treaty had proposed. The Treaty did never propose that there would be an, an I guess sadly, what I call. A um, develop a, an, an intervention. What's what I call? I often call it interruption to our natural development. Right. I want, and I think, had we not had that interruption to our natural development, we'd all be thriving. Uh, we're not there, and it is what it is. So what we try to do is say, look, we it's an and and we should all be together, um, and we need to acknowledge. And most Tanga Tiriti. I don't know a single Tungas who doesn't acknowledge that these inequities exist. What we're trying to do is take the conversation for. We know it is what it is, and we just have to address it. Mm. What we want to try and do is focus on the Aotearoa host, so we're all over there together and together addressing some of the things that we know are um, coming at us. And we've just seen it with COVID the way that the planet is, the way that um, the hyper rich still think they can carry on running the world like they run it. So, and I understand I'm a bridging generation, it's not actually going to be my, my um, solution. well, my problem to resolve, it's going to be your guys. Mine is to actually get rid of some of that, clear the way, so you guys can work in harmony, as the tiriti proposed, and all peoples. So we don't believe we should ever leave anyone behind. We're always the first to open up the door at the marae Mm. and the last to be attended to when things are going wrong. That's our philosophy in life. I think because we've become so vocal about the inequities and so vocal about the importance of clearing the playing field for everyone, um, who suffers discrimination or has been left behind, that it looks like we're separatists. But the reality is, without strong tangata te we will never advance. Hmm. So we, um, a lot of our policies, a lot of our support, my mum's the best like, tangata in the world, hmm. uh, they are the absolute win um, beneath them. Sometimes when we're really like sitting there and thinking, I don't know, I can do this anymore and <laughs> between parties that absolutely hate our guts you know, I'm hmm. just going to say it that's the Tangata Tiriti who turn up here and walk across and remind us. Yeah. So we could never do this um, without those relationships and our allies. And we're extremely humble every day. You know, I envisage that the party model will morph into something that reflects that. Yeah, I don't think the big parties and their values and how they reflect
0: will carry on. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned Aotearoa mm, mm. and that's your slogan this election. Yeah, although we've been saying it for, people
1: told us centric Aotearoa was too long. We so we had to change it to Aotearoa so yeah. Yeah, 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 means the same, but yeah, what, yeah.
0: What does an Aotearoa look like? Oh, How do God. you... Yeah,
1: yeah, it? I'm the only member in our party who hasn't done this Instagram, Aotearoa ho to me means, because I've been waiting for something really profound. To say, because everyone else has like done such a funky thing, yep. but do you know what I think it is? I think it's just somewhere where we can all live in peace and dignity, and just be. Mm. Um, and what we're fighting, what we're fighting together, is the things that um, risk us all. So, whether it be you know justice or economics, but I think our ulterior hope is we, you know, we never ever have to explain or defend an equity. Or explain and, um, you know, watch a whole lot of investment going into, into a misery sector, I guess. So I think mm. old Rojo is actually, for me, is a piece.
0: Yeah. What would you say to sort of, like, maybe the average student who isn't that engaged about mm-hmm. politics, mm-hmm. like maybe a Pakeha student who has sort of heard things in the media about te pate mm. Māori yeah, and sure maybe is. thinks they're, <laughs> they're not, for them, not out of yeah. any hate yeah. or like yeah. racism, just out yeah. of ignorance. Mm. What would you say to sort of convince them to vote to Party Maori? Oh,
1: good question. I think um, I think first and foremost uh, it is about if, if you are a person who stands for rights and interests of all peoples. I think um to Party Maori is um is in there. I think though um, the other part of what to Party Maori and what I would probably say to that person is and it may not even be about us. I think it's really important to vote in support for someone who you can see yourself in in that rupu, in that party, whether it be um, philosophically, whether it be culturally, whether it be physically. And I think often um, some of the feedback that we've got is that I can't see myself in that party. I mean, there's a couple of parties I I can't see anybody I know. Um, So I think it's really important that whoever you support, that they're relatable, Mm -hmm. uh, that you know that they're um, able to be content, they're accessible, but most importantly, that you can see them in the eye and you feel that they are someone that you can see yourself in. Mm. And I often will say that, and that may not land my way, but I do think that I remember what it was like being on, and I'll never forget because I've been an activist for years, what it was like trying to get through to these people. They have this fear of influence. They have an opportunity to fight and do things for us. And in a minute, they could all change our lives. And how frustrating it was when I couldn't get through, or I could see their eyes blazing. I'd have their EA come in five minutes after I arrived to get rid of me, would never tell me they were going to be late. Well, all these, Just those courteous things. But I used to sit there um, and, and just wish that they would get where I was coming from and listen. Mm. They didn't have to agree. They may not even have been able to make a hell of a lot happen, but I used to hate that I would come across and work really hard and was representing big communities, and I'd sit there, and the person who represented my region or my culture had absolutely no affinity with us at all. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's really important that, that yeah they're authentic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I want to
1: ask. And dress well.
0: And dress well. Yeah, you guys are the best dressed party <laughs> in public. I'm going to but... have the
1: best fits. If they fits them. I know. I, I keep sitting there thinking, all right, my darling, sorry. Sorry. Is it my coffee? Oh, thank you. I oh, think I'm so sorry to be one of those divas that has a coffee in the middle, but I'm just no, got you're another one coming. You've had a big day. Yeah, thanks so much, darling. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Very quickly, I just want to get your takes on some of your competitors. So oh my God. You guys always have like great like sound bites for everyone ah. else. I saw on the news the other day you said about Winston Peters belongs in last century, <laughs> and I've heard already talk about you know the. Vanilla cake with chocolate sprinkles. <gasps> oh, shit, hasn't
1: yes, done that for a while. I
0: so um, I want to say each of the party's names to get you to sort of give me a wee sentence on, on your thoughts on them. Oh, God. So we'll start with Labour.
1: Oh, gosh, okay. I'm um, Labour with the biggest mandate that did <laughs> the littlest with it. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry,
0: yeah. orcs. No, you are good. National. The coalition of the
1: Blueberries. <laughs>
0: the coalition of Blueberries. The Greens?
1: Yeah, allies.
0: Allies. Yeah,
1: allies in arms. Act. Are you sure you want me to say that? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I have to find something that I can tone down for.
0: Nah, go, okay. um, go whole
1: hog. Act are just an absolute barrage of bigots.
0: Barrage A of barrage
1: bigots. of bigots that should be just stopped from coming through the front door if I was to run this country. That's what I would do.
0: Yeah. New Zealand first? Uh, I'd
1: probably belong the rest of the time
0: the rest home. okay to party mordi
1: oh to party madi they like the they like the party with the fits and the fits <laughs> and the fights
0: they the fight for our the
1: people and they'll throw away their fits, Yes, God, that was a good one yeah. shoot. Sweet. So, I'm going to fail that. And I always go, like, what did you say? Like, oh, blah, 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 <laughs> If you're going to say it to anyone, student media is probably the best. To say. Yeah, we <laughs> love a bit of
0: feral, like, attack <laughs> yeah. lines. So, I so when I was,
1: like, images. student, I so wanted to be, like, I, I actually applied to be the journalist. In fact, I applied for journalism school. Yeah. I don't know. And I was, like, so slammed. They were so smart. And I remember sitting there thinking in the interviews, thinking, I, I don't even know what you guys just said. <laughs> so we did like, students. Are, no, make sure they happen because we've had to kick about two out for tomorrow morning. I said, no, they've been trying for ages. Make sure they come in.
0: Uh, yeah. No, we love a bit of a bit of fairness. Yeah. So if we can get some some more yep. some more fairness, Oh my god. What do you think about the fact that, you know, it's 2023. Mm. You guys have for so long been advocating for politics to be more representative of the people. Yep. And it's twenty twenty three and this election we have two Pakeha men named Chris going for Prime Minister. How does that sit with you? Well I did a
1: TikTok about it, um to be really honest, is that, you know, you said it it's 2023 and we needed to see something more dynamic and someone that's going to be able to, I guess, be transformational. It's pretty hard when they both transformed into the same Chris. So I guess one's got here, one hasn't. So, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I think one Chris is better than the other Chris. Yeah. But yeah, one wasn't the CEO of e New Zealand.
0: Sweet. And final question. We sort of touched on it a bit before. But what's your, your pitch to students? All students, why should students vote to party Māori this election? Because we're fearless. Perfect. Yep. Simple as that. Yep.